Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Let's read from Daniel chapter 4. King Nebuchadnezzar to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs! How mighty his wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion endures from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. So I made a decree that all the wise men of Babylon should be brought before me, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the astrologers came in, and I told them the dream, but they could not make known to me its interpretation. At last Daniel came in before me, he who was named Belteshazzar after the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And I told him the dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, And that no mystery is too difficult for you. Tell me the visions of my dream that I saw and their interpretation. The visions of my head as I lay in bed were these. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, and its top reached to heaven, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. And the birds of the heavens lived in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head as I lay in bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and lop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump of its roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze amid the tender grass of the field. Let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beasts and the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let a beast's mind be given to him. And let seven periods of time pass over him. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones to the end, that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men, and gives it to whom he will, and sets over it the lowliest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, saw. And you, O Belteshazzar, tell me the interpretation, because all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was dismayed for a while, and his thoughts alarmed him. The king answered and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, May the dream be for those who hate you, and its interpretation for your enemies. The tree you saw, which grew and became strong, so that its top reached to heaven, and was visible to the end of the whole earth, whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in which was food for all, under which beasts of the field found shade, and in whose branches the birds of the heavens lived, it is you, O king." who have grown and become strong. Your greatness has grown and reaches to heaven and your dominion to the ends of the earth. And because the king saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump of its roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, 
And let him be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the field, till seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. It is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my lord the king, that you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, till you know that the, Lord, that the Most High rules the kingdom of men, and gives it to whom he will. And as it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be confirmed for you from the time that you know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness, and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, that there may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power? as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. At the end of the days I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me. And I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. This is the word of the Lord. This text shows us the faith of Nebuchadnezzar. So we start out, and Nebuchadnezzar's faith seems good at first, right? Uh, and then it wanes, and then it seems better at the end. So let's take a look. He starts out with a declaration to the entire world, not as necessarily an authoritative, like, you must listen to me and do this thing, but a sharing of good news, or a sharing of the gospel, as we would say. This is the good news that has been done to him, and he's going to share it as we are supposed to do today. He says that in verse 2, it seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders the Most High has done for me. So ask your children, what are the signs and wonders the Most High has done for Nebuchadnezzar? You can talk about the first dream that he has that Daniel's able to interpret, that the Lord saw fit to show Nebuchadnezzar a vision of the end of the world, that he revealed to him a kingdom that would never end, that will be found in Jesus, that Nebuchadnezzar got to see the fiery furnace and the, the men Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego rescued from the flames by God Most High. Nebuchadnezzar's rejoicing in this. 
that he has seen such wondrous things. What about you? This is another way to talk to your kids about this now, is, is what about you? What, have, what has God done for you that you can share with others? And that's the beauty of the gospel, of what Jesus Christ has done by his death and by his resurrection, that he has forgiven all of our sins, and that he has promised us a life that never ends, that he will raise us from death unto life. So we get a little bit about what he says, and it's similar. He praises God. He says his kingdom is everlasting. His, his dominion endures, just like that first dream said. An interesting thought of how did he share this message, and I'm not really sure how it went out. Perhaps he sent messengers to faraway lands to include this message for them as well, um, or maybe, maybe he kept it local and just let word of mouth travel. I don't really know. They didn't have the internet where you can just plop it out on Facebook and all of a sudden it's to everybody in an instant. This would have taken more work than that. But then we get a second dream. I, Nebuchadnezzar, so is he writing this himself or is he speaking and Daniel is writing or one of his scribes and it gets included anyway? Hard to tell. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease. So, Comfortable, luxurious living. That's where we are in our culture. Prospering in my palace, he had a dream that made him afraid. All of his wise men are summoned to interpret the dream for him again. They might not be all that hasty and wanting to come, but they do have to come. He's king. They have to listen. This time, though, he's kinder to them. They don't have to tell him the dream. They only have to interpret it for him. So they all come. Magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, astrologers. A little different, I think, than the list before, which included sorcerers in it, I I think I recall. Uh, Anyway, um, he tells them the dream. They can't interpret it. And Daniel comes in, and he reveals here that his faith is not a perfect faith in God. He's named Belteshazzar after the name of my God, Bel. So, not good. In whom is the spirit of the holy gods, plural. So Nebuchadnezzar has tried so far to simply stick Yahweh into the the smorgasbord that is his polytheistic multi-god faith. So he's not quite there yet. Belteshazzar, Daniel, called the chief of the magicians by Nebuchadnezzar, so not really, he's not a magician, shows he's still more of what Nebuchadnezzar still thinks. No mystery is too difficult to be for you, so tell me the visions of my dream and their interpretation. In theory, he just said Daniel has to do a harder task, whereas the others just had to do the interpretation. Daniel has to do both. But he immediately, in verse 10, rambles off the dream itself. So, doesn't sound like Daniel actually had to give him the dream, too. What is the dream? Uh, well, you get the dream. You also get the interpretation. Giant tree that feeds the entire earth that, you know, all creation can can rest under. This is about his kingdom and how great he is. And this is a truth that the world could come to him and he could care for for them because of his position, his authority, his, his wealth, his reign. But then an angel, a watcher, reveals that it is going to be cut off. Nebuchadnezzar will be removed from this position, but a stump will be left, meaning that his kingdom will not be entirely destroyed. He will be placed back on that throne. He will get his kingdom back when this is all said and done. But seven periods of time are going to pass. What that means, we don't know. What is a period of time here? Is it a week? Seven weeks 
probably seems a little short, perhaps, for this to come to its fullest fruition uh, and bring that repentance about in the king, but maybe it was enough. I mean, that's longer than Jesus spends the 40 days in the wilderness, right? Seven periods of time would be 49 days. Maybe it's months, so seven months. Uh, The Lutheran Study Bible suggests that it could possibly be as much as years. So we don't know, but those are some options to consider. I mean, it's not going to be more than that, likely. Seven decades? Nebuchadnezzar is not going to live that long, most likely. So, something to consider here. It will eventually be given back to him. So, it's going to be cut off. He's going to be living literally with the beast for a while so that he's wet from the dew, just like you see the dew come down on the grass in the morning. So he's sleeping outside. He's living in the wild. He's eating like a wild man. He's, he's got a beast mind. He's behaving like an animal. God drives him insane, in a sense, for seven periods of time. Belteshazzar, Daniel, hears this message, and he's dismayed, not because he can't interpret the dream, but because he knows the interpretation. He knows the interpretation is bad, and he doesn't want to see harm come upon the king. What a servant. Right? Remember, Daniel has been plopped out of his homeland, taken by Nebuchadnezzar, threatened with death. Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill him limb from limb just two chapters ago. And yet Daniel cares for him twice in this section, right? And his response, let it be a dream for your enemies, not for you. And also at the end, he tries to counsel him in a way to avoid this result, this dream, this interpretation. So we've already unpacked what the, the interpretation is, but the point of it, right? So your greatness, your dominion to the ends of the earth, this is a decree from the Lord Most High until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Until you know that God is God alone and not you. Until you come to realize who is actually in command of this world. That's the purpose of what's all going to come to pass for Nebuchadnezzar. This is to humble him before God. Daniel's encouragement to him, repent, stop sinning, do good, do what the Lord has given you to do. Stop sinning, show mercy to the oppressed. Maybe God will give you longer prosperity. Perhaps Nebuchadnezzar did some of that. We don't know. The, the dream did not come with a timeline saying when this was going to occur. It takes a year, as we learn in verse 28. He's on his rooftop rejoicing, boasting over what his hands have done, and the Lord strikes him with this. While the words were still in his mouth, a voice fell from heaven, the kingdom has departed from you. And it all happens just as God said. He ends up with hair like eagle's feathers and nails like bird's claws. He's gone wild at this point. But at the end of days, seven periods, however long that was, 49, would seven months be? 29 and a half days a month times seven, so not quite 210, what, 207, something like that, or seven years? My reason returned to me, I blessed the Most High. 29 and a half days, by the way, is the, the solely lunar calendar, the length of a month in the, the history of the early parts of creation. The solar calendar that we're familiar with comes in later. Anyway, 
Um, so praised and honored him who lives forever. So Nebuchadnezzar repents. He blesses God. He thanks God. He praises God. He honors God. And then he sings this wondrous statement of faith. His dominion is everlasting. His kingdom endures. He said that before back in verse 3. But he adds to it, the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing. That includes himself. Humbled. He does according to his will. Among the hosts of heaven and the inhabitants of earth, none can stop him. None can stay his hand. No one can say to him, what have you done? No one can challenge God. Nebuchadnezzar, king of the earth, at this point in history, humbled by the Lord himself. So his reason returned to him, so did his majesty and splendor. People sought him again. He was reestablished in his rule, and the Lord increased it. Still more greatness was added to me. The, the Lord blessed him. Similar to what happens to Job when everything is taken away from him, and yet in the end, he gets more. The Lord blesses him even more than what, with what he had before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just. Who he, Those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Perhaps Nebuchadnezzar has finally made it to a monotheistic faith, a one-God faith. Perhaps he finally trusts in Yahweh alone. Hard to say. It would be wonderful to see him in paradise someday. But this is all the scriptures give us. This is the last that we see of King Nebuchadnezzar. His name will show up three more times in the book of Daniel in tomorrow's chapter, chapter 5. But it's in reference to his son, who is the next king in the line of kings of Babylon. So we see no more of King Nebuchadnezzar and of his faith we can hope that we may see him someday again. Well, not again, but that we may meet him in paradise when we see our Lord face to face. Now, the thing that might be worth mentioning before we wrap up today, Nebuchadnezzar's words challenge our view of government in this land. We think we put the person on the throne in D.C. We think we do that by our votes. He does according to his will. The Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. We're not choosing our leaders. We're fooling ourselves. The Lord is in control. And he does permit wicked men to lead lands to destruction. He does permit wicked men to rule over lands and judge others. And on occasion, on occasion, he grants a king that is decent. But 1 Samuel 8 comes into play here that all governments in this world are a reminder of our rebellion against our true king, the God Most High. And so he continues to drag before us these governments that are meant to remind us of sin and point us back to Christ, who is our everlasting king, whose dominion will never end.